the point of this is like, what was your initial investment, right? Maybe you didn't get the return that you hoped for, but now you holding on to something or continuing to invest your time or money or energy or space or organization or whatever it is, it's costing you way more than the initial investment that you lost out on. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. Ah, and this is Eddie. It sounded like you forgot your name or something. (laughs) This is uh, Edward. (laughs) So this is episode number 48. And uh, today we're going to be talking about cutting your losses. Oh, oh, like, I hope I'm not your loss. Cut. Your losses. Yeah, <laughs> you've invested out. in a relationship yeah. and maybe you just keep investing and hoping that there's going to be a different outcome yeah. and it's not. You and cut for, your and, losses. And for our intellectuals, this is a sunk cost bias reference <laughs> when you try to keep stuff because you think you've put so much time into it that you say, I can't get rid of this. Like, do you remember that movie with Tom Hanks a long time ago? It's called The Money Pit. The month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were just like, oh, we're going to go in. We're going to go in. We're going to keep going in. (laughs) Yeah. I remember watching that when I was younger. I'd like to watch that, actually. Oh, my God. It's probably one of those things. You think it's funny now? I don't know. Speaking of movies that should remain in the past, you guys, a couple of weeks ago, Eddie thought it would be a really good idea to watch uh, Poetic Justice with the girls. (laughs) (laughs) Janet Jackson, Tupac. It was so good, like back in the day, day. in the 90s. And then number one, it's super inappropriate, like highly inappropriate. And I think we should have left it there. There are worse movies. Yeah, but uh, we should have left it there because like I thought it was a really great movie. You were like, oh, what about Poetic Justice? We were having movie night with the kids. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. And they slowly left. Mm. Like slowly left the room like, oh, oh, this is not something I'm interested in. And it's interesting because when you watch it now, you're like, man, the storyline doesn't really hold up. Like it's just, <laughs> just all like, around a be, bad You movie. become a critic. Yeah. And you just, you know, you're not going to talk bad about it because, you know, this is nostalgic. And it just like brings you back and it's supposed to be something. But we really, did talk bad about it. We did. I was, I was like, like oh. how did we like this? Yeah, it was bad. But, you know, hey. Hey, it is it, what it is. And, and you know, they. <laughs> The kids now, because of movies like that, they don't trust me when they say, let's watch a movie together. Like, yeah. nah. Especially if you're trying to bring something back from the 90s. Right. Yeah. And then I then I become like defensive. Like, you're going to watch this because this yeah. is great. You're you going to learn. This. And, and then all of a sudden it becomes a movie you that has some type of this. like value. Boys in, in the Hood. Yeah. Like some, they need you try to, to learn. make them watch Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Like we are far <laughs> from the hood. I, I was treating Boys in the Hood like, as if it was an educational program. Okay, you're gonna watch this, and we're gonna pause it every time there's a moment you where need you need to, to learn. know what happens if some homies roll up on you. Oh my god, that was great. Oh man. So 
We're talking about cutting our losses today because yeah. as you guys are listening to this, we just finished selling every single thing in our storage unit. Yeah. And it just, it brought up so many things because for those of you that don't know, I had two locations at one point for the, for the cake mamas and we lost our lease on one of them because the property owner wanted to build a brewery for yeah. his son. And so I was super salty about it. I'm sure we've done an episode on it in the past, but um, so we got a 30-day notice to get out of this $150,000 kitchen that was built. And I was just super upset about it. So I got a storage unit, which is like 1,100 square feet. It cost me like 830 bucks a month, yeah. right? So at the time, I was like, I'm going to put all my equipment in there and I'm just going to find a bigger location and we're going to merge both, you know, the smaller bakery, this bakery, and I'll have all the equipment that I need. Well, fast forward, I think three and a half years later, <laughs> um, if I do the math on what I paid for storage times three and a half years, I could have bought every single thing that was in that storage unit times two. Yeah. And so I just like woke up last week and I was like, I'm going to fucking get rid of this thing. Yeah. Like, I just, I want everything out, period. Yeah. So I announced on the Cake Mama's Instagram, I'm going to be having a garage sale. Here's what I have. I did a quick Facebook Live, Instagram Live. And three days later, we hosted a garage sale Friday, Saturday, and everything's gone. Yeah. Like all, almost everything. There's a couple of things in there, but it's so liberating. It is. It's It frees you. Like, And, you know, I saw you having the festivities and I was like, okay, I'm going to start selling some of my stuff. Right. <laughs> So this storage unit, like I said, it's 1,100 square feet. We It's so much space that we started purging our house and kind of taking some stuff over there thinking, oh, we'll have a garage sale here mm -hmm. with like all your old shoes. Like we have tons of Nikes and just yeah. things that, you know, are too good to like send to Goodwill. Yeah. But um, the intention was there to have a garage sale. We just never did. Right. Yeah. So Eddie has something to talk to you guys about that he was a collector of, hoarded, <laughs> held on to, refused to let go, and then finally agreed to get them out of the house, but then took them to storage, shoved them in the back of my storage so I wouldn't see them, knowing damn well you were going to do nothing with them. And then you finally pulled the trigger and cut your losses this yeah, weekend. Tell yeah. the people. Yeah. So- so for many years, I collected DVDs and then eventually like Blu-ray. And it was significant to me because, uh, you know, I worked for Best Buy and mm -hmm. I was a top salesman when I first started. And every time you had a really great day, they would reward you with like DVDs. You get to pick out DVDs from mm -hmm. the gigantic DVD section. Now, mind you, this is 2000, right? right? So this when is- When DVDs had a section what is this? in- 20 years ago, right? And so DVDs had a right. major section in in the store. And so I started collecting DVDs because I would get five at a time a lot of times, right? And over time, I just kept watching. And I love movies. Like mm -hmm. one of the things that, that is important to me is I like Fun to sit fact, down and love watch Love movies. movies. Yeah, so Janelle them. loves mu music. Mm -hmm. I love movies. Right. And so we can have a battle of like, 
whose line is it anyway yeah, when it comes and to music? I don't care. And then that, because I movies. don't care that much about movies. <laughs> Literally, people ask me, like, what's your favorite movie? And I'm like, babe, what's my favorite movie? And like, like what, what movie did I like the best? Yeah. Right. It's just, it's not my thing. And then if someone asked me, have you seen such and such movie? I'm like, babe, have I seen that movie? Like, I only know. If you tell me that I've yeah. seen it, then I've seen it. And we're really great. Like together when we watch movies, it's, it's great because we'll we'll like, I say, pause it, pause it. And we have yeah. to like talk we'll certain things out. Like, okay, what just happened right now? Right. Okay. Um, but long story short, I had all of these, these DVDs. I don't I mean, even, hundreds. I never even counted them. Probably like, hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds of DVDs. And, you and then know, it turned into Blu-ray, which were super expensive. Right. And you had to have all of Probably any movie the I love, I, I had to, I had to own. Now you needed it in Blu-ray, right? And it, it's interesting because you you tend to like overvalue things that are technically they don't have a value yeah, at all. They don't have a value at all, mm-hmm. and you put so much value of them in them for the future, right? And you think, oh, I can't when I build this home theater room, mm-hmm. these DVDs, I'm going to need them, right? And then eventually technology changes and now you're still holding right. on to Here it. Here you are 20 years later. Yeah, 20 years later, I'm still holding on to them thinking I'm going to resume that value right. at some point and reap the benefits of keeping them. And at now at this point, they're they're worthless. Right. Like literally they have no value. They whatsoever. have the value of a CD. <laughs> yes. It's just so And I have so a, an issue with the CDs, right? right? So my CDs, I think they're there still. Yeah, we have a couple cases of CDs. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of CDs. Now, mind you, pre um, iPod. iPod. Yeah. And we had a competition when the iPod came out. Oh, I was loading (laughs) in those CDs like nobody's business just to beat you in the top. I think at one point I had 11,000 something songs on my iPod. Could you imagine? Do you remember how much time that actually took? Like, you literally had to sit there. And like change the CD out in your computer right. and load it up. Dumb. But. <laughs> but I had major bragging rights because I had the most music in my iPod Absolutely. at the time. So, okay, let's talk to the people about cutting your losses because, you know, I sold all my stuff at, at the yeah. storage. I was letting stuff go for like two bucks. Like yeah, I just I, wanted it gone. Yeah. I didn't want to haggle with you over pricing. I didn't want to negotiate. I I wanted everyone to be like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I'll take it. And I'll take five more, right? Mm -hmm. I just wanted everything gone. So Eddie has these DVDs and he's like trying to alphabetize them. He's trying to separate them by genre. (laughs) And Fab was there and she's like doing a story. And she's like, someone please tell this fool that nobody gives a shit about his DVDs, right? (laughs) And nobody did give a shit about your DVDs. Like we joked about <laughs> no, it. I would tell you, for whatever reason, the women that were coming in there had a big problem. They didn't understand the value of a good movie. Honey, <laughs> nobody <laughs> cares about DVDs. So uh, anyways, this guy at the very, very end is like, uh, how much do you want for these? And you sold the whole entire <laughs> collection for 20 bucks? <laughs> You know, and it's funny because I just wanted them gone. At, at one point, I was just like, I don't want these in my life anymore. I think it was because we teased you all yeah, day long. And, and, <laughs> and you know, it's inter- it's interesting, and we'll probably get into we'll get into this. But I was almost like, God, I don't want these anymore. I just I want them out of my life. And like, they were really good movies. He literally got probably three hundred movies for twenty bucks. <laughs> And he's probably right now going, oh, my God, Lord of the Rings, the series. Like, oh he is probably 
course. Going, I can't believe this guy let go of all these things. But well, he's gonna put him on offer up, and he's gonna make maybe times. I think what he was. He I think he for. was more interested in maybe watching them. But but here's the thing: who cares? Like, yeah. don't you feel liberated? Oh, I feel amazing. And then I, we had this home theater system that I again I was like, I was, eventually I'm going to use this. Speakers, and so HDMI if you listen to this, yeah, if you're listening to this, you're probably you have something in your life. You're like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna hold on to this because mm-hmm. I'm gonna need this. And a year goes by. Well, let's yep. do this. Six months goes by. A year goes by. Then three, three years, years goes, goes by, by. And you haven't used it. In your it. case, 20 years Yeah, and by. you're sitting there thinking, I'm still going to, like, right. I need this. Is it a poverty mindset? It is a, it's definitely a poverty mindset. And you underestimate how much baggage right. and mentally that it it. it takes to, to keep all that like all the belongings you have in your all mind all i can think about is erica badu bag lady <laughs> i have that cd for sure yeah and so i think it's it's just it's important if you're listening to this like the feeling of being freed by letting go of some of those things is a feeling that you can you can never ever replace it's like i i lib- we liberate ourselves from all the clutter of mm-hmm. that that entire storage room. And then the, not only that, but the cost of actually keeping it alive. Right. Like, you may not necessarily necessarily have a monetary cost to keeping all the shit you have, right, but, but you definitely have a mental something. cost. It, it could yeah. cost you something mentally. It could cost you organization yeah, of your and home. It, and it can cost you seeing the opportunity of something new right. that you can be taking advantage it of. It could cost you time. Absolutely. It can cost you space. It can cost you energy. It can cost you a relationship because people are like, you know, it's either this or or me. Right. (laughs) I've put in so much work in this marriage and I'll be damned if I'm going to start over again. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. That's sunk cost bias. That is sunk cost bias. And people are in relationships right now because they've invested in it. Like they put time in it or even even worse, like you feel like you played a part in that person's improvement Mm. and you letting go of them. It's not something you're willing to do because they, you know, maybe they struggled a lot with money or maybe they they have turned into a better person because of you or because of the relationship. Well, you're definitely a better person because of me. (laughs) So I'm going to let you know right now, if for whatever reason we wind up divorced, I'm going to be like, "Mm, I made him salty. I'm going to get taxed. Every every, every dollar I earn. I'm going to send you a bill for every single like great thing that you are now. I have made, I have helped to make you a much better person. You have. Yeah. Way more honest. Every time you do something great and and, and, and noble, mm-hmm. I want to tax. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to owe each other a lot of money. So I guess we're not going to cut that loss. No, no. It's just cheaper you, to keep her. Yeah. You, there's no way you're getting rid of me. <laughs> so wait, I just did some quick math. I told you guys that my storage unit was $830, right? Times 42 months, which is three and a half years. That's thir- $34,860. I could have bought all this shit in there almost three times. So that's what I was going to ask you. So what do you think, was it mentally that, why'd you keep it? Part of it was just like out of sight, out of mind. You Mm -hmm. know, it was procrastination. Like, you know, you got to get rid of it. I want to say 18 months ago, I did a live and was like, hey, I'd like to get rid of this stuff. Does anybody want it? And then I started getting all these messages with like, oh, how much are you willing to let your fridge go? How much do you want for this? And I was like, oh, this is too much work. Like, Mm. I got to Google all this stuff. I got to go and get all the model numbers, right? And so this time around, I mean, I had the time to do it. Remember, I spent two days in there kind of 
measuring things and getting all the model numbers and stuff. And I just wanted it gone. It was just something I wanted to cut the loss of. Yeah. And like you mentioned, like for me, like kind of that poverty mindset or that, that, that mindset that you don't think there's enough. Right. Well, for me, yeah, I had all this equipment, right? Eventually, or at some point I had invested the money in that equipment. It was brand new when I bought all that equipment. The tables I had, those maple tables were like $900 a piece. Mm -hmm. I had six of them. I let them go for 150 bucks. Yeah. Like, but I was holding on to, do you know the value of this though? Like for all these years, when really that equipment cost me almost $35,000. Yeah. And in addition to what I paid for. Right. And so I, that's really like the point of this is like, what what was your initial investment, right? Maybe you didn't get the return that you hoped for, but now you holding on to something or continuing to invest your time or money or energy or space or organization or whatever it is, it's costing you way more than the initial investment that you lost out on. Yeah. And I think that when you are, when you're operating from a scarcity type of mindset, when you think that I have to hold on to this thing, I have to hold on to this because it serves me more now as far as a value mm-hmm. because I, I have it and I don't think I'll be able to get it in the future. Right. I, I can't tell you how I th- we've learned that that impedes your ability to have an abundant mindset mm-hmm. to actually build a vision for yourself in the future because you're so caught into thinking, hey, I need this now that you're actually removing the blessing for the future because you're not giving mm-hmm. any space, mm-hmm. right? And so you think about going back three or four years and saying, I'm going to have a, a, either a successful business where I'll be able to repurchase even better things mm-hmm. um, at that you know at the current value that it's supposed to be, and something that probably is going to benefit me more and get a return on investment. Or maybe your vision changes and mm-hmm. you're going to be doing something different, but you have that ab- abundant mindset of thinking about the future instead of thinking about holding on to this the stuff that eventually becomes junk. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like the storage industry is just a big ass hoax. Yeah, we were just talking about that. I think I want to own a storage (laughs) facility because you know how many people are hoarders and they just like, oh, we lost our home, heaven forbid, right? We lost our home. We're going to put everything in storage so that when we buy a new home, we can take all this and we have all the furniture. Well, the reality is I would I would venture to say probably 85 to 90% of the time, you're never even going to take that stuff out of storage. Nope. I mean, they had a TV show about like storage facilities that or storage units that were abandoned. You know, people stopped paying for them at some point because like me, you're like, fuck, I spent thirty four thousand dollars. Right. And um, and it's junk. Yeah. When you see what people put in storage, it's usually junk. We had DVDs in there and speakers from 15 years ago that made no sense. So you cut your losses with the speaker system. It was so funny, you guys. Brand new speakers in a box, right? I mean, this is like high quality stuff when we used to work for like Magnolia Home Theater and Best Buy. So high quality stuff along with the cables, everything you need for an installation. Problem was we both were managers for Best Buy, so we both had the same system. So yours was in the box, brand new, never opened, right? In storage all these years. Mind you, you had it in the rafters in your garage forever. Mm -hmm. Then we dispersed it, put it in storage. Yep. So here we are now. I watched you. You were like, well, you know, these speakers alone are $300. <laughs> You're justifying the cost of it, right? Yeah. 
So then you offered someone, you're like, I'll let you take it off my hands for 300 bucks. And the guy goes, how old are these? <laughs> I'm like 10 years old. Yeah. You years were old. like, uh, 10, 12 years those old. were definitely 15 years old. No, no, these, these, those are, so you walked away <laughs> and I said, I'll let you, I said, what did she he quote me. you? And he's like 300 bucks. And I said, I'll let you take it for two. And he was no, like, you said for 275. Real? No, I said two. Oh, okay. I said 200. And then the next person he passed. And then the next person I was like, 275. I started off low. Oh, yeah. And then you wound up doing it for 200. So I want to recognize you on the <laughs> podcast because everything I wanted you to get rid of, you actually did. But it was funny because it was like a psychological thing for you. You wanted to hold on to it at first. And then when we were teasing you about it, by the end of the day, you were like, I want all this shit gone. <laughs> well, you know what? It, for me, like it represented like someone I'm not anymore. Right. Right. And so like holding on to it is almost like holding on to it, the, the person I used to be, um, whether maturity level of, you know, improvement and as an individual, like, Sometimes letting go is actually like letting go of that old you mm -hmm. and say, cutting your losses is like I love that. I, that I don't want to be that person anymore. Yeah, I'm getting rid of all I my scrapbook yeah, shit because I, I don't scrapbook anymore. Yeah, and and you so you hold on to this thing because you're holding on to the old version of yourself. Yeah. And I and I wasn't ready. I didn't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So I let it go for two hundred twenty twenty dollars the DVDs because I was like, I just don't want this. Is not me anymore. <laughs> like, why would I have like? People may look into the gross like you could have made a lot more money on that. I go, yeah, but to me, it didn't have any value anymore. But the funny thing, like, that I wasn't going to open one of those cases and watch one of those. But movies. I hope the listeners are understanding you guys. We went in at nine o'clock in the morning. Eddie was so attached to these DVDs. You were like freaking alphabetizing them by genre. I, no, I wasn't doing anything you crazy like were, that. I was just setting yes, them up. You were hey in retail. Positioning is everything. Exactly. So I was Stupid. To right. right? And I was like, at one point, I kind of snapped at you a little. I said, Do you think you could stop fucking around with those DVDs <laughs> and actually help, like, help me sell something? Like, These are going to be selling like crazy. Yeah. He said something smart ass like that. And then I, well, I, we just kept teasing you and teasing you. And then by the end of it, three hours later, you were After like, I want to rid myself. <laughs> Instagram post that I was being insulted and in in accosted about these stupid DVDs. I was like, I gotta let it go because uh, obviously I'm, I'm being made fun of here. Right now, but I I hope that you guys are all hearing through the through the the humor of this. Like, don't hold on to shit that's yep. just an old version of yourself. Like you you're personifying you're materialistic jeans, things, but you're overweight that you need to get rid of, right? Yeah. And Getting rid of them can allow you to plan for the new version of yourself mm -hmm. that will grow into something different. Right. Right. And so I think I have to keep that in mind because mm -hmm. nobody's perfect. Yeah. You, you get into this this place in your life and you you get obsessed about something else and then you got to have everything that ha that has to offer. And I was telling uh, someone earlier, I said, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was Corey. I was mm -hmm. telling Corey, I said, um, I said, you know, the one thing about me and Janelle is that we can get very obsessive about things. So <laughs> we cannot have drugs in our life. No. Because we will get addicted to it. Right. Like, because we like, oh, that was good. Did we you feel like that rush? We encourage each other too. <laughs> so did you feel that rush? Let's do it Let's again. Let's do it again. <laughs> and so we could not do we could never any type do of drugs. drugs. But it's also what, you know, I think makes us good at stuff is because we get like all into it. You go yeah. to a whole other level. Like I do. you go to, you're doing the succulents everywhere. I don't want to hear your mouth right okay? now. Okay. <laughs> the succulents everywhere, yeah. people. 
But you know, I have people messaging me now asking me if they can buy like an arrangement from me. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. Because if I take your money for something, it's going to rob me of the joy of the freedom I have to do whatever I want when I want to do it on my terms. And I don't need you turning this into a business for me, let me tell you, right? So I don't want your money for my succulent Wait, you're blaming them for doing this to a business? No, I'm saying, like, I know because I have an addictive personality, and yeah. I will. I don't want your money because I want it to just stay a hobby. Yeah. And I was talking to Jasmine's friend about this yesterday. She was like, oh, I started using my cricket to, like, personalize things. And then people started messaging me. And then my sister's cousin's, you know, daughter wanted something. And she was like, and it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't want anybody robbing me of the joy that I have when I play with my plants. And that's it. I don't (laughs) want your money. Right. So lastly... You know, when it comes to cutting your losses, I want to talk to you about, you know, the fact that it could be cutting your losses financially. We talked about energetically, mm-hmm. uh, spiritually, in a relation, relationally, right? Yeah. Whatever. But sometimes you have you ever been like invested in something and you're like, I'm gonna see this through. Oh, but yeah. You knew that you shouldn't. Okay, here's another example because we keep talking about movies and DVDs, right? Remember that movie that we watched with uh, Megan Good and Michael Ely? Oh, my God. And it was um, with Dennis Quaid. It was called The Intruder. Yeah. It looked really good on the previews, right? So we watched it, and it was horrible. Like, literally, they were missing parts of the story. Like, right. like the budget <laughs> got cut. <laughs> they were literally... Sp- it was, I was shot like, in wait. three different locations, mostly just in this house. <laughs> and, like, we knew that it was bad, but we were like, okay, it must be... It's going to get better. Yeah. It's going to get better. Instead of saying, it's gonna get cut better. your losses, get your time back, like, yeah. put on a different movie or go to bed. But how many times have you sat through something and you knew it wasn't going to be good? You knew there was no redemption. Yeah. And you still continue to invest. And then you finished it and you were like, that was a waste of my two hours. <laughs> now I'm pissed because I just lost two hours and I can't get it back. So I want to leave you with that thought. Maybe it's not a movie, but maybe because that's humorous, right? Yeah. But, but maybe it's you know, the clothes that don't fit you anymore because you're 10 pounds, 20 pounds heavier than you were five years ago. And you're holding on to these skinny jeans that may be an identity that you were that you need to grow out of now. Not saying I'm encouraging you to continue to pack on the pounds, but I'm saying it's okay to, you know, hey, you're 40 now. You don't have to fit in the clothes that you fit in when you were 30. Yeah, and I think what's like your body's designed to change. Absolutely. Your mo- your mind is designed to change. All of these things are supposed to be evolving and changing. So you don't have to hold on to the same hobbies, the same interests, all of those those things that you may have accumulated during that period of your life. I want you to cut the losses. And I think that w- what ends up happening is even from a social level. So maybe a circle of friends, maybe a club that you're a part of, a part of maybe if it's e- even a church that you go to that you are no longer getting any value from. Mm-hmm. Like it's not stretching you, it's not exciting you, it's not fulfilling you, mm-hmm. but you're doing it because you've always done it, mm-hmm. right? And because you've always done it, it's a routine. And now you think that I can't let go of this because this is part of who I am. Right. The reality is, is you got to cut that loss. It doesn't have to be who no, you No, you need to today. go to a new church. You right. need to find a new circle of friends because 
like life is too short and life is going to pass you by and life is going to offer so many things for you, but you got to give life space. And if you don't give life space by kind of removing some of the things that, you know, don't bring value to your life anymore, then you'll never get to experience living full out. And I I think that we have to keep reminding our, and, and hey, I'm not perfect with that, but I'm just saying we have to remind ourselves, like in order for me to experience something larger, something greater, something bigger, I've got to cut off things. I got to get rid of it. Right. And I think that when people do that and you make a practice of that, then you think life lights up and you end up having an amazing time. You end up experiencing amazing things but you also get rid of the baggage. Yeah. Right? And all the stuff that just just drags you down. And so that's one of the things we want to leave you with is cut your losses. Don't have that sunk cost bias. Don't, Don't have, have that scarcity mindset. mindset mm-hmm. where that scarcity mindset makes you buy things, makes you do things because you think there's not going to be enough in the future. Yeah. And the future is always going to be brighter, especially if you're dreaming big. Okay. Lastly, back in the day, I'm talking like maybe 15, 12 years ago, Juicy Couture was a big deal, right? <laughs> and I had the, the a velour. Juicy Couture uh, charm bracelet. Mm, oh, yeah, that's right. And I collected all the Juicy Couture charm mm, bracelet charms, mm, right? Yeah. My friends and I would give them to each other. And so I had this bracelet that was heavy as shit. <laughs> Like it had all kinds of stuff hanging and dangling from it. So we went out one year for your birthday. I don't even, you weren't even 30, I don't think. We went out for your birthday and I remember we were in a club, which was probably one of the only times we've Mm -hmm. ever been in a club. And I just remember we came home and I had lost my bracelet at the club. And I was upset about it, but... I was more upset because I had all the boxes for all of the charms, which maybe there was like 15 or 20 of them. And then I saw the like how much Mm. that was. It was taking up space on my dresser. Those boxes were huge. Now I had these boxes that were really cool and I didn't want to throw them away. And so I just like, I don't know. I want you to think about whatever it is that you're holding on to. What kind of visual picture would you need to paint for yourself in order to see the cost of that, Mm -hmm. right? For me, it was like, okay, the bracelet's gone, but Jesus, all of these stupid boxes are on my dresser, and it just looks like it equates to a lot. Right. And it was just a small period of my life, just something that I was really into that brought me joy at the time. But looking back, it's taught me now at 42 years old that... I don't really need a lot of shit. Yeah. Like when things yeah. are trendy, it's just like, ah, oh, get one or two, but you don't need to collect all of them, right? right. I'm not do- exercising that, obviously, with succulents and my plants, but <laughs> it's also, it's a hobby, though. It's not like it's a thing, right? right? And it's like life, and I don't want to justify it. The point I'm trying to make to you is- But I think it's it's bringing out a different side of you mm-hmm. that I think adds value to you. I think you're getting, it's therapeutic. It's patience and, it's, and it's therapy. Ser- yeah. It's serving mm-hmm. you at this moment in it time. Um, who knows what, if it will serve you in 10 years from now. And if it, and if- and if five years from now, or I'll let's be just giving say away five feelings. months from now, mm-hmm. if you're saying, I just don't get the same feeling, yeah. I think the the idea is, is, can you cut it off then? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or would you still be just, well, I've already got these and now I got to buy more and now I got to keep I just it, say, I have to keep this thing alive. Right. Last thing about the succulents, I just want to tell you is that 
when the leaves fall off, like you put them on, uh, it's called propagation. You put them on just dirt Mm -hmm. and they eventually, I'd say four weeks, they start to sprout into a whole new plant. And I'll just tell you like that's teaching me patience because every day I'll go out and I'll check on them and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't see a change, right? (laughs) (laughs) But now that I've been doing this for a few weeks, the ones that I did start four weeks ago, I see a change and they're growing little like rosettes, you know, like little roots and stuff. And it's bringing new life to something that was like one plant could really turn into 500 plants. Hey, and I got to tell you, that is growth for you because you don't have patience at all. I have zero patience. And so and for it's you to wait me, for something right. that you don't have control over. Are you over, proud of me? I'm very proud of you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so um, so it's bringing me joy at this stage in my life, but it might not, you know, five months from now and I'll yeah. cut my losses then. So I hope this episode served you. I hope that you're taking some inventory. that shit. It, literal inventory, physical yeah. inventory of what things you might want to purge, what things you need to cut out of your life. Um, I feel like this could be a part two of cutting like the mental shit out of your life, like the bad stuff in the, in your past that yeah. you need to get rid of, mm. that you're hoarding. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to revisit that. Yeah. Also, there could be another spinoff episode of like trying new things because yeah. we've tried so many new things, different mm-hmm. hobbies, different, you know, whether it was bodybuilding, being vegan, yeah. being paleo, whatever it is. So anyways, uh, let us know what you guys thought about this episode. If there's something you're hoarding, something you're holding on to, (laughs) something you're going to cut some losses on, please take the time, two seconds, uh, leave us a review, give us a rating. And this helps us, you know, put content together to keep this going and to keep you energized and excited to continue to push through. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time, push through.